Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. This next section is a little different and I'm really excited about it because I think for me personally, not about for everybody else here, but for me personally, I, the creative process is not natural to me. I'm more, as you can probably tell, more of a logical, strategic business owner, entrepreneur. The creative side isn't my natural space. But um, in this next section, we're going to talk about how you can really tap into your creativity, harness it, how you can actually create creativity if you're like me and sometimes struggling when it comes to creating copy, imagery, ideas for how you're going to market or make new sales in your business. And uh, th this guy is another nutter, another serial entrepreneur with multiple businesses. But one of his businesses in particular is fascinating to me because it is based purely upon art and creativity and his genius. Um, and one thing I will say about this man um, is he's incredibly generous and a lovely human being. In fact, as I shared with you, I think yesterday, the days seem to just all mould into one. We feed, every year we feed a bunch of families um, in and around Birmingham in need at Christmas. Um, and this year just passed, uh, we fed over 770 families in need around Christmas. And this man on his own um, was responsible for funding, for paying for, um, for supporting over 100 families at Christmas in need in around Birmingham. So he's an incredibly... Incredibly generous man and um, a lovely soul. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Gary Hull, ladies and gentlemen. First and foremost, for context, um, tell everybody about, tell everyone about Hull and Sons first, because that's really what we're here to discuss, the creative process yep. and how you, uh, what that's all about. So tell them about Hull and yep. Sons. So Hull and Sons, I'm a, I'm a milliner, so I'm a hat maker. Um, and I make bespoke hats, uh, made to measure. I make extraordinary hats for extraordinary people. Um, and that came about, about six or seven years ago. I was on holiday. And so I've always made things all my life. I'm, I'm not happy if I'm not making something. So I started off, I was a bladesmith for about 20 years, making knives and made a few swords and axes and stuff. So I, I'm guessing the hats are slightly less dangerous. Less to I'm, make? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Although I use a lot, still use a lot of fire and burning <laughs> stuff. Um, so I came my, with, the, with the knife making and the sword, the sword smithing. It's very precision and it was something that I loved doing, but it was, it's like, it's like pleasurable torture <laughs> in, the way, in the sense that you can get seven days into making a, a blade and then on the eighth day just destroy it in a second by holding it on a grinder at the wrong angle and it's just you just chuck it away it was always very sad it's like being an entrepreneur isn't it like it is, you work and work and work and work and then it all just falls apart right yeah so. exactly yeah so but that also made it so satisfying when it's been stressful you've gone through the stress yes 
you've, you, you know, you're using the skills that you've honed and you, go th you get to the final end and you've got this thing that is incredible that you know you've made from raw materials and it's going to last more than a lifetime, probably 300, 400 years or something like that. Well, maybe longer. Um, so that's how it started. Yeah, and for context... Um, so that's nothing to do with Hull and Sons, is it? No, no. It's all good, all good. I didn't even know about that bit. Um, for context, tell everyone about the other business. We don't need to talk about that too much, but just so they've got the context of what your other business is. Yeah, so I also I have another business which is installing wood burners and flue systems. That's the, that's the, the, the part that I've been in a long time as well, because um, we were going to talk about um, how to build a business doing what you love. So mm. this is one way how I've been able to become a milliner is through my other business paying my bills, starting off paying my bills, and then slowly moving over. Yeah, very good. So um, what I really wanted to get for you all today is to learn from someone who's a mad creative and has built a business based upon being creative and doing what he loves. So first of all, like, let's define creativity. What does creativity mean to you? Well... Um, that's a really hard thing to define because creativity is a is a is not a thing. Mm. So creativity will mean different things to different people. Um, for me, like I said, I'm not happy if I'm not making something. I, w I was on holiday about seven years ago. I went into this shop. It was a it was a like a boutique shop, and they were selling these custom hats. And it was quite I thought it was expensive. My hats are much more expensive than than that now. Um, and I nearly didn't buy it, and I got talked into buying it, and on, on the thought that I'm never going to find another one the same, because it was bespoke. Uh, and then me being me, I got home, and I started looking at it, picking it apart, and thought, I reckon I can make one of those. So then I, on eBay, ordered some materials, had a go, and it came out all right. And I, I loved every part of the process, from starting with the raw materials to... Uh, to getting the sizing right. So this came back to my precision background of bladesmithing. Um, but the whole, process of, the whole process of it, I love every single part from start to finish, from raw materials to speaking to the customer. To, 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 I get more excited about making a hat for a customer than the customer is about having a hat made for them. Yeah. By the way, who can relate to this in your own business? You get more excited about the client's potential, the result, like you can see their genius and you can see how transformational it's going to be way more than they can. Raise your hand if you have this experience. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of parallels actually between yeah. people who operate in the expert space um, and yourself, Gary. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, so I'm not naturally a creative person, or at least I don't class myself as naturally a creative person. H how do you spark creativity in your world? Okay, so how I do it, and this may not work for everyone, but how I surround myself with, I try to ins surround myself with inspiring things. Um, from how I dress, how my flat is at home, so I have a very like, open plan, so my workshop is at home. And in order for me to, to, to build something, to create something, I have to be, I have to be in a creative mind, mindset. Mm. And the only way that, so if my flat is a mess, I've got things looming over, I'm not in a creative mindset. So I have to, if I'm going to be creative, I have to make space to be creative. Yes. So I will make sure that the flat is tidy, there's no, the, the dishwasher's unloaded and everything's put away or if it's loaded up. 
Um, my workbench is clear and tidy. Um, because, I mean, every person in this room, we're all really busy. We're all either starting a business, got a business, got more than one business. It's really easy to say that I'm just I'm too busy to... I'm, we, we all rush around trying to just fighting fires and finishing the jobs that we need doing. Yes. Um, so it's really important that you, you've got to make space for it. And one thing that I've realized recently, as soon as I knew that we were going to do this, I started thinking about what I'm going to talk about. And what I've realized is that most of the significant things that have happened in my life have been things that have come to me. And they're not things that I've gone towards. And I've asked myself, why have those things come to me? And I've, the, the reason, how they've come to me is that I've been available for those things. Mm. And how am I available? It's because I've created space. Yeah. Not just in my physical surroundings, which helps, but in my mind too. Yeah, I think I place such high value on physical environment. Um, I think it's very, very difficult to be creative, to be successful, to be in good energy, if you're not surrounded by an environment that supports that. And, you know, you've talked about making sure, you know, the workshop is yeah. clear and tidy really and, and, and the rest of the area around you. Um, what, what else is important for you in terms of environment? So, what I was going to say is what, one thing that's really important to me is when I first started out in hat making, I was obsessed with perfection mm. to the point where I wanted, to, I wanted everything that I did to be so perfect that I wouldn't even start. I'm um, sure nobody in this room can relate to that at any yeah. level. Yeah, so I, um, I became very obsessive over this particular hat maker that I aspired to be like. I liked what he made, and I literally had sleepless nights, laying awake at night, trying to work out how he got a certain finish. Mm. How did he get that look? How did he do it? I even contacted him, ignored me, blocked me, because he doesn't like other hat makers following him. Um, and then I realized, I looked at what I was doing, and I realized what I make is actually pretty fucking good. And as soon as I stopped worrying about what he was doing, I thought, okay, I'm not going to worry about what he's doing. I'm not going to worry about what anyone else is doing. I then immediately became much more creative. Yeah. And ideas start coming in. Um, just the, I went into, well, flow. Raise your hand if you've ever fallen foul of this especially on social media. By the way, most of the time, what you see on social, it's not real. It's not real. But what we do is we see somebody on social, we see what they put out or the impression they give and we think that's real and then when our life or our business or our product doesn't live up to it, then we think that we're less than... And I think as soon as you, if you can switch that off, if you can switch off that part of you that feels the need to meet that expectation, to compete with that person, to raise the game to that level, you can, then you can unlock, you can tap into your genius, your creativity. At least to get started, you've got to know that that's good enough. Mm. It's good enough. I've heard you say that before. It's good enough. Let it go. Yeah. Make another one. That's good enough. Then get better. Get better. Yeah. The thing on perfection as well, um, on trying to prepare for this, 
It's actually really hard because I don't really know what you're going to ask me. So I've got, I had some notes. And I, I thought, don't know either. It's fine. I didn't want this to be, I didn't want to get up here and it just to be awful. So I started <laughs> to prepare, made some notes and I was stressing about it. And then I thought, and then I thought, I'm not a public speaker. No one in the audience wants this to be shit. I'm not a public speaker. If I don't do the best interview that's ever been done, it's not a problem. And I let myself off. And as soon as I let myself off from um, the pressure of doing the best interview ever, yep. I started looking forward to it. Yep. And I even I put, I made some notes on one of your coasters. And I thought, <laughs> I'd really love to have not have had any notes. I don't think that's what they're for, but okay, it's fine. It works. Um, but I thought, no one cares. No one out there cares if I pulled this out and just no? going to have a quick look at my notes. No. doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And by the way, I, I bet you yeah, if we looked back at the first hat you ever made, what, six years ago, and compared it to your work now, yeah. it'd be night and day. Complete night and day, yeah. In the same way that if you, um, if you ever want a laugh, trawl back through my social media and watch some of my earliest video footage. It is cringeworthy. But back then, I knew I wasn't brilliant, but I had to get started because, as I say a lot, something I learned from um, an amazing uh, marketing genius called Dan Kennedy many years ago, good is good enough. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, if you don't accept that good is good enough, you'll never get to great or exceptional because you have to do good before you can do great. And you have to do great before you can do exceptional. And I guess that's been your experience. Oh, definitely, 100%. Um, another thing, if I look at my notes, that I was <laughs> going to talk about was, in this environment, we talk a lot about structure. We hear a lot about structure. And I, and I, and I have structure in my business. Um, but I also think that sometimes, I was thinking about this, structure. Does structure stop you being creative? I think a very strict structure could stop you being from, from being creative, but I think you need to put, I mean, talking about space, you need space to be creative. If you put space in that structure, that then leaves room to be creative within your structure. Hey, real quick, I just want to take a minute to tell you about something really exciting we've got coming up here at Expert Empires. When I speak with my clients, with my fellow business owners, entrepreneurs, there are three key areas I'm hearing people want and need help in. The first one is mindset. How do you overcome the blockages, the barriers, the negative thoughts that inevitably come with running a business? The second one is marketing. Like what's working right now when it comes to generating more leads, more opportunities, more inquiries for your business. And then the third one is money. When you build a successful business, what do you do with your money? How do you save on tax? How do you um, invest to build long-term permanent wealth. And I've got a number of different advisors and consultants that I go to for advice in these areas. What I've done is put together a brand new private two-day event where I'm bringing my advisors, the consultants, the mentors that I go to, bringing them together to advise you for the first time ever in these three areas to get all the event details and to find out how you can purchase your ticket at the best possible deal, click the link in the description of this episode.
Yeah, and you know, this is what I talk about a lot about like, the importance of structure, but also giving space to create flexibility, change, to adapt to the environment as and when is necessary. Um, let's go back to the environment because you spoke a little bit about mm. physical space. Mm -hmm. um, something you told me previously um, was when you're in the creative, like you're actually making, mm -hmm. like, what do you, what's important? in those moments. The way I'm yeah. trying to perceive this is, if I'm writing copy, recording a video, trying to tap into the creative process in my business or you are in yours, what can we learn from Gary as he creates? Yeah, so so what, what do you do while you're creating other than making sure the environment's yep. conducive to that? What else? Yeah, so that's really important. It's really important to me. Um, when I'm in my other world and I'm doing some work on someone's chimney and I'm covered in soot and I've got my old jeans on and that's, that's one me. And then, but when I'm the hat maker, I might be sat at home making, making a hat, fulfilling an order, but it will be my, I'll, I'll, I'll be sat at home, I'll have my boots on, jacket, hat. I like jewellery, I am a bit of a pirate. Um, but I take on this, it's, I was going to say persona, it's actually me, it's the real me. Yeah. And that, that's why I love doing what I do so much because I feel so much more me mm. when I'm fulfilling what is most important to me. I hold creativity as one of my values. And I think if there's anyone out there that, that thinks that, or wishes they were more creative, I think anyone can be creative, but you've got to prioritize it. Mm. And the reason why I'm creative or I have a lot of creative moments is because creativity is so high on my values list that I make time for it. I think we all make time to do what we want to do. We all make time for things that are important to us. You, you know what? It, it, it makes so much sense. It would be so easy for you when you're working on an order, fulfilling uh, you know, the request of a client. It'd be so easy for you, it's just you, no one else there, to be in joggers, old t-shirt, slippers. No one would know. Yeah. But you would know. I would know. And if anyone doesn't really get it, I think a lot, most people will get that. Mm. I'll challenge everyone here. Uh, was it Friday night? You might get home late tonight, but tomorrow, we've probably all got... I mean, for me, it's dressing a certain way. It makes me feel a certain way. Most people have got clothes in their wardrobe that they save for special occasions, or they'd only wear it if they were on a night out or something. I challenge everyone, tomorrow, if you're at home, just put your best clothes on. Put your party shirt on. And just... Be at home. Just be at home and see how it's just, just as a little experiment, see if that makes you feel different. And that, that might then make you think about, about, we were talking the other day about who do you need to become to achieve the goals that you set. And that really helped me become, I just went straight in from being a hobby hat maker to professional by becoming the hat maker. Mm. I wasn't just a, a chimney guy that made hats as a hobby. I started from day one, I got my pricing right, and started running it like a business. Yeah, it's, it's interesting though that you say, it's an identity thing, become the hat maker. Even like dressing in yep. a way is one way of doing it, of course. But maybe think about that. Like, I'm, I'm willing to bet, um, be honest, raise your hand if, you don't really love being on camera or on stage, one or the other. 
Like, if you don't really love being on camera, raise your hand. Like, if you don't really love being on camera, right? So I'm willing to bet when you're, when you choose to be on camera to promote you and your business or your personal brand, like, you feel a little bit anxious, a bit uncomfortable, but like, how could you dress? What environment could you put yourself in to make it feel more, like to make you feel more creative? Like it's, look, there's a reason why, you know, on day one of Expert Empires, somebody, um, who was it? Um, Emma and Anya, I think. At the party last night, where are you? Are they here? Yeah, there you are. You're coy now because I've called you out, right? But you should, but last night, right, at the party, these two were like ball gowns. Like they went for it. Massive respect, by the way. What wasn't so cool was when I went to talk to them, they went, what happened to you? Because <laughs> by the way, like yesterday, uh, the team will tell you, like I'm never wearing, I, I wear like smart trousers, like probably five or six times a year total and smart shoes and the shirt. And then they're like, you're in jeans, trainers, and a T-shirt. Like, I was ripped jeans. Yeah, it's a statement though, right? And they were like, what happened to you? But the, po the point is, on day one of Expert Empires, I'll always dress a certain way because it makes me feel a certain way like it does for you when you're yeah. making and creating. It's like, when I'm that person on day one, if I look my best and I'm going to be my best, deliver my best. And so it's part of it. And, you know, we're not just here to talk about how you dress, but it's everything. Um, I remember Tony Robbins um, always talked about environment being so important when it comes to not just creativity, but success in general. And he talks about environment being three things. People, who you surround yourself with. Places, as in the physical environment you're in and things you know, objects, clothes, the stuff that's around you that you can see and touch each day. And if you can analyze those three people, places and things, that will give you really the three keys to creating an empowering environment that supports the success you want in any area. So, so why do you think then um, that we, I as well, sometimes hit a block in the creative process, you know, maybe you're making a video and your, your mind goes blank or you're trying to write copy or something for a promotion and it just doesn't seem to be flowing. What, why do you think people hit that block? I think because there's, there's just no space. Right. They either haven't created the space in the first place or they've run out of space or something's in the way. And it's actually okay to get the block. If, it's, if you think it's not okay to get the block, the more frustrated you become, the more you're blocked. Mm. So sometimes it's just good to walk away. Okay, it's not working tonight. I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. Yeah, I think there's a lot of this is about letting go, isn't it? Letting go of perfectionism, letting go of the, the need or the desire, the comparison to others. Um, you know, That's it. letting go of the need for it to happen immediately as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot in that. Um, so how do you think other people, the people in this room, can bring a certain creativity into their work, into their business, maybe into their lives in general, in other areas? Um, yeah, how can people bring creativity more into their business, into their lives? That's a, that's a tricky question. That's a hard question. I think it will be different for everyone. Um, it depends how structured you are. It depends what you do. Um, but if you just think about what I said about, about 
creating space. Most people can relate to, to this. How many people in the room have gone on holiday, you spent two or three days winding down because you're stressed from work, and on day three or day four, you're laying on a beach or you're laying by the pool, and all of a sudden an idea comes into your head. Yeah. And you start, or you get a week into your two-week holiday. I can't remember the last time I had a two-week holiday. Uh, you, get, you get a week into your two-week holiday, and all of a sudden you start thinking, oh, when I get back, I'm going to do this, I'm going to put that in play, and you start getting these ideas. And the reason why that happens is because there's space. So any way that you, however, in any way that works for you, whether it's going on holiday or just taking a break or doing something, doing something, you know, what I find really helpful is when you do an activity that puts your body into, into autopilot, so like playing sport or... Yeah or going running or something like that, where your body's doing something that it does instinctively. With You haven't got a thing, right? One foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, right. You just do it. And when your brain is in that mode, for me, I get, I get ideas. Yeah, it's a great example. I think you know, I've certainly experienced that. What I'm hearing again and again is it's creating the space. But that space might be physical space. That space might be mental and emotional space. Yeah. But it's about creating the space. And um, the problem is... When we're, you know, on the hamster wheel, metaphorically speaking, day in, day out in our business, um, it's very, there is no space. There's no space mentally, there's no space emotionally, yeah. there's no space physically. So I think that chase can really block the creative yeah. flow when we're always chasing, 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 trying to get to the next goal, the next goal, the next goal. There's no time. There's no time for creativity. Um, and the problem is, it's, it's I guess then it, it's... Uh, self-fulfilling in the less space you create the harder it becomes the more the more space you create the more creative you become the more space you can create as well yeah right and, and for me creativity is in the present mm. so if we're always living if we if our minds are in the future i want this goal i want that and then i want to get there and then i want to get there we're in the future that's not where creativity for me is creative creativity for me is right here now yeah. so if you can make yourself more present or just be conscious of being present because none of us can be present all the time because whatever your mind wanders um but the if we can get out of the past and not forget about the future, but just try and be more present, not only will we be, will we be more creative, but we'll actually enjoy, we'll enjoy life a bit more. We'll enjoy today. Mm. So um, I've spoken to a lot of you over the last two days. I know we have multiple business owners in the room, like yourself. Um, I know that we've got people that have got either part-time or full-time employment that are doing businesses as a side hustle, if you like. Um, Raise your hand for me if you've got more than one focus. In other words, it's not just one business. It's multiple businesses or you're trying to juggle other things at the same time. There you go. Lots of nutters, as I said before. So, so how do you create... I hate the word balance because it doesn't really exist. It's an illusion. Yeah. How do you create harmony between your original business, which, of course, has given you a very nice life and... Yeah. Um, and, and pays the bills, et cetera, et cetera, and Hullinson's. How have you created a harmony between the two? How do you make that work? I work every single night, every day, every weekend. <laughs> no. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to do. There's no, there's no answer. There's no like, straight answer for that. Um, but when I'm... When I'm hat making, if I'm, when I'm working on Hull and Sons, it's actually not like work for me. Mm. So work is work. Hull and Sons is just, 
what I love doing and what makes me feel like I'm me and what makes me happy. I think I heard, um, I don't know, this is, not, this is a quote that I heard, I think it might be Tony Robbins, find something that you love to do so much that you're prepared to do it for free and then become so good at it that people then will pay you to do it. And that's what, that, that's what it feels like to me. Mm. So harmony, your question about harmony is that, that, I guess that's the harmony for me because it's not, it's not work, work. It's, it's kind of work and play work. Yeah. Does that make sense? Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, round of applause for Mr. Creative himself, Gary Hall. Thank you. Um, by the way, if you would like to chat to Gary about your perfect hat or the perfect hat for a friend, family member, loved one, then um, you can find him on Instagram at Hollandsons. Um, very cool Instagram profile, by the way. I love following him. Um, or you can scan the QR code. I'm guessing that'll take them somewhere where they can. That goes through to a form and you can put your name, number, email, and then I'll contact you, some, you know, shortly after the event. We can for a chat. Yep. Mr. Gary Hall, thanks very much. Been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Legend. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.